You're listening to MOG Channel. Welcome to my podcast. This is MOG Channel where we help you to see real and practical Christianity from God's Word. If you're new here, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. Today we're going to be looking at the Pharisees and the scribes, right? And we're going to be looking at a lesson we can learn from their attitude. There's a way they acted that I believe we can gain how will I put it? We can gain some insight and by that insight we can gain some understanding and by that understanding we can actually help ourselves and adjust based on these things. Now, if you don't know who the Pharisees are, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes, these are guys who eventually became the rulers of the Jewish nation, the rulers, and their authority came from the law that is they were what we call doctors of the law doctors meaning experts of the law you need to know that the jewish nation was founded on the constitution of the law the same way your country is founded on the constitution their own constitution was the laws of moses that was the constitution of their their nation so these guys were the people in charge of you know they studied the law they they became um rulers or leaders based on their proficiency in the law or the laws of moses now one thing that happened with these guys is that eventually they got carried away with the law because you need to understand something about the law jesus said something about the law that's very important matthew chapter 5 verse 17 he says think not that i am come to destroy the law or the prophet i am not come to destroy but to fulfill So in other words, Jesus was saying clearly that I didn't come to abolish the law. I didn't come to throw away the law. I came to fulfill it. In other words, it means that the law actually was talking about him. If he's going to fulfill the law, that means the law, even with all the rules and regulations, if you look very well, look closely, you're going to say that the law actually spoke about him. It testified about him. That's what you would see. John 5.39 says you search the scriptures, scriptures of the Old Testament, the law. When we even say the law, you are talking about the writings of Moses, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, right? And then the what we call the prophets would be the other books in the Old Testament because many of them were written by prophets or they contain prophecies of prophets and or prophetic, let me use the word, prophetic declarations or events and and all that john 5 39 says you search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life and these are they which what testify of me they what testify of me so jesus is telling them that these scriptures these the law the prophets everything they actually speak about me because they talk about the messiah jesus is the messiah they talk about me he says but you are not willing to come to me that you may have life they are not willing they're not what willing to come to him they're not willing so you search the scriptures because you think you have eternal life but the scriptures are talking about the giver of life talking about the person who would come and give them that life the person has come but they are not willing to come to him the question is why why are they not willing to come to the person that has life (laughs) why you know and we want to let's elaborate more on what we mean by 
the fact that he has life or that he is the fulfillment of scriptures let's go to luke 24 luke 24 is very powerful like when he rose from the dead um luke 24 from verse 25 right and he said to them so the context or the backstory of this one is that after jesus had died and risen from the dead anyway not many people did not know actually decided to know little by little but at this point most people did not know he had risen from the dead and so there were two of his disciples who were going on the road to Emmaus, and they were lamenting and saying things about oh about how christ had died and all that stuff and you know they called him a prophet plenty of things they were saying you can go read the you know those pre-verses to 25 but then jesus walked in their midst and jesus was i mean he just they didn't know it was him he just walked in their midst and joined the discussion and so he followed them they talked talk, 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 talk. then he finally spoke in verse 25 he said then he said to them oh fools and slow of hearts to believe in all that the prophets have spoken ought not the christ to have what suffered these things and entered into his glory so obviously they're talking about the events of his death you know and his burial and all that he said, Ought not the Christ to have what suffered these things and entered into his glory? And beginning at Moses, the books that Moses wrote, actually, that's what it means, and all the prophets, he explained to them in all the scriptures the things concerning what himself. So Jesus took them through and showed them that from the Old Testament, that the prophecies of the Old Testament, the writings of the Old Testament, if you look carefully, if you look closely, you will see that they were speaking about him. So he had come. And these Pharisees, I mean, the question would be, who should better recognize the Messiah? Who should better know that this is the Messiah? Especially when he came and fulfilled so many prophecies. Like, there are so many prophecies, so many things that were predicted about him that he came and fulfilled. There's so many things that, you know, were said that, that the Messiah would fulfill. And he came and fulfilled those things. But yet, it says, they are not willing to come unto me. And the question is why? Why are they not willing? Why? Because if the doctors of the law had known, right? Had known. <laughs> okay, let me just be frank with you. The Bible says, had they known. That's 2 Corinthians chapter um, 2. I think first or 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. It says, had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. So it was all part of the plan. The blindness was kind of part of the plan. But the truth is that when the Messiah came, there are people whose eyes were open to know. There are people who saw him and recognized him as the messiah and they they acknowledged him you know for example among these scribes and pharisees there was a man called nicodemus nicodemus right was part of this ruling party but yet at night he came to jesus and he you know became his disciple telling you what that the blindness on the pharisees and people who rejected jesus because the truth is that many of them rejected in fact john chapter 1 tells us that he came to his own and his own received him not his own is the jews many of them did not receive him right but there were those who received him there are those who received him and the question is is it that these ones had one mysterious spiritual blindness did god control them to be blind to the reality of the, or the truth no he did not because even remember yesterday when we we're discussing concerning the disciples when jesus said that you will be caused to stumble and it now looked as if god is the one causing them to stumble but we realized no that they had a decision by their own actions they stumbled by their own um inability or not 
willing that is they caused it they did not pray and that's what happened that is why they were or they stumbled so in this case when it comes to the pharisees right the pharisees and the scribes why were they not willing you know to come to him because it's clear that the law pointed to christ and they would have known they would have seen the signs that this is true you know till today we have uh, the jews actually till today the jews still refuse to acknowledge that jesus is the messiah that jesus is god they refuse to acknowledge that there are many many you know plenty reasons maybe we can go into i think i've gone into that in the past but then there are many reasons but then i want to pull out the reason why these guys actually refused to believe that he's the messiah right well it's it's pretty simple we don't have to be around the bush if you go to matthew chapter 27 verse 17 this is when they were handing him over to Pilate, right? After they had condemned him to death. But of course, because they were under Roman rule, they could not kill him. So they handed him over to Pilate to do the honors. So it says, therefore, when they were gathered together, Matthew 27 verse 17, Pilate said unto them, whom will you that I release to you? Um, Barabbas or Jesus, which is called Christ. Now I'm going to go into the details of why Barabbas was even picked and everything barabbas was actually a big time criminal like you know when we say big time that is someone a career criminal someone who was an insurrection someone who was very popular for crime but it says so he actually said will you have jesus or barabbas and i'll just tell you right off why Pilate did that Pilate did that because he believed jesus was innocent if you read up you see that in that 27 that he actually did not say anything wrong with jesus in fact, look at verse 18. It says, For he knew that of em- for envy they had delivered him. In other words, the Pharisees, because of envy, they had delivered him to be killed. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? The reason why the Pharisees did not even listen to him, the reason why they, or instead of rather, or rather than follow in the footsteps of someone like Nicodemus, they rather had him killed they refused to regard him. in fact if you check throughout you see that all they sought to do was to make him stumble they kept on sending their different you know lawyers that's experts you know to him to try to find a, you know a way to get him to stumble in something he said that is catch him in his words or something but jesus was always using wisdom the wisdom was always so much and you know they never were able to you know like pin him down but then we can see clearly envy was their sin they were envious of him that is why they refused you know to um that is to accept him envy was the problem now i want us to go to matthew chapter 23 right matthew chapter 23 matthew 23 and examine a few things about these pharisees and and find out why envy why they were envious of him you understand and really just dig into this envy idea and the psychology or the mindset behind it uh, just right off the bat envy and jealousy are, are sim- they are siblings they are they are there are some places where because you're going to see some other text that show that the pharisees were also jealous or these guys were also jealous so it's between envy and jealousy right and i did myself the service and you also the service of going to look up jealousy because one of the things that you want to do when you're studying your bible don't just assume that you know the meaning of words even if you've been using those words for years but look it up and just see exactly what the dictionary says about these words all right so um if you look at it 
yeah, jealousy and envy are actually like very, very um they can be used side by side. Other words for envy that can be you know that can describe it also are covetousness, um resentfulness, bitterness, maliciousness, spitefulness, you know. But the meaning of the word jealousy is a feeling or showing an envious resentment of someone or their achievements, possessions, or perceived advantages. So, because of what somebody has, because of what a seeming advantage or something that you want that someone else has, you 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 react badly. You begin to feel bad, right? You begin to feel resentful. You begin to hate the person because of that thing that they have that you seemingly don't, but you desire. That is the meaning of, of envy. They have something that they, you know, that you want, that you desire, but you don't have, right? Or they have it more, but that's where those negative emotions, negative feelings, hateful feelings, you know, towards that person because of what they had. And it's actually a very, very terrible thing to be a jealous person. Now, let's go back to that Matthew. I think I said it was Matthew chapter 23, right? Matthew chapter 23. Now, it says... Then the whole multitude, no, 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 this, this is, this is wrong. I mean, Luke, sorry. Let's go to Matthew. Let's go to Matthew. Matthew chapter 23. All right. So it says, then Jesus spoke to the multitudes and to his disciples saying, the scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. In other words, Moses, the seat of Moses is just talking about the law. They are the custodians of the law. So he says this, so he said, therefore, whatever they tell you to, to do, or observe that observe and do but not according to their works for they say and do not do they say and do not do so these are guys who are supposed to be teachers of the law it says they say and do not do for they bind heavy burdens hard to bear and lay them on men's shoulders but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers but all their works they do to be seen by men and this is where i want to land they do their works to be seen by men so the question would now be okay so what were they jealous of with jesus first of all remember it says here that they they sought to be seen by men if we read down it says here it says they make their phylac trees broad and enlarge the borders of their garments they love the best places at feasts you know so in other words seen by men means they love the praise of men they love the honor of men they love the adoration of men, you know. Now, funny enough, you should know that praise, honor, adoration should go to God. But they, they like it for themselves. Very, very similar to the devil. They like it for themselves. They like when men praise them, when men share them, when men egg them on. You know, funny enough, in the same Matthew, if you if you read back, if you read back, if you go back, you're going to see where Bible actually talks about these same Pharisees, how... They love like you know they they if you look at Matthew chapter six you see in where they they actually do good deeds why so that men will see them they do good deeds to be seen of men they fast to be seen of men they give to be seen of men you know they do all those things to be seen of men so they are religious but their religion is worthless because of the fact that their activities are for one sole purpose which is that men will see them and men will praise them 
You know, it was them that just was talking about when he says, you, when you are praying, he says, go and lock your door and let no one see you. When you are fasting, he said, don't look, don't look stricken. Rub oil on your, on your face. Let people see you are looking nice and everything. Right? When you are giving, he said, let your left hand not know what your right hand is doing. Like, it's that kind of attitude he was because it was them. They are hypocrisy, right? Hypocrisy means to be pretenders. They were actors. These are people that they had used the law as a shield or as a way of getting what they really wanted. What did they really want? The praises of men. They wanted the, the the accolades of men, you know, the favor of men. That's what they wanted. They wanted, you know, it's where they got their value from. So Jesus now comes, and this is where the problem starts. Jesus now comes, the Messiah, even with all the signs showing. But you see, because he is the Messiah and because of his wisdom, because of the fact that he heals the sick, raises the dead, casts out devils, you know, his teaching, the Bible says that he taught with authority, not like the scribes right he this is the messiah and he attracted many bible says after a while the pharisees had to say the whole world has gone after him (laughs) they were so pissed off at him why because their attention shifted from them and their dead works and dead religion to jesus who was the living word their attention was it was shifted all the praise and everything they got was now you know being splashed on this man there are people that came. There was a woman that said, "Blessed, you know, blessed are the, the breast that nursed you." And there are many people that came and said so many things to him. And not just that, you know, because he's Messiah. Messiah also means he's God. He's God in the man. So he, people worshipped him. People adored him. The Pharisees were extremely jealous because even the kind of worship, the kind of things that they did not get, he got those. He got those accolades. He got that the attention was on him 24-7. Everybody, the news was on him. Everyone wanted to know what's going on. Where is he? To think about it, that people left everything and were just following this man. People left their houses, left so much to the point that for three days they were with him in the wilderness. In the wilderness, where there's no food, no nothing, that just had to say, these guys will faint. Give them food. They left everything to follow because they saw the living word. They, they followed this man, followed him everywhere. There was a time when Jesus used a boat and because to escape the crowd, he used a boat to try to get to the other side. People found out, oh, this is where he's going and they ran. You know, the idea of the boat is to cut the journey, you know, short. These guys literally took the road and ran. They ran and met him. They were, you know, that statement, the whole world has gone after him was true. They went after him and the Pharisees were exceedingly jealous because the one thing that they wanted is what he now had in extreme measures. And this is what they allowed to blind them to everything. They, they, they let this thing blind them so much that they didn't even care. They didn't care, is this the Messiah? Mm, no, no, with my concern. Is this, mm, what is my own? My own is that he has what I want. <laughs> he has what I want. And so they blind themselves, even to the betraying of Jesus. When Judas betrayed Jesus, we see what happened after that. After he felt bad and he came back to them and he threw their... Um, their coins at them because they, of course they gave him 30 pieces of silver he threw their coins at them and they said no I beg go keep your coin what's that what, what is our business <laughs> what, what's our business and we now see uh, okay I think I found it where he says so verse 3 so, um, Matthew 27 verse 3 then Judas is betrayed as seeing that he had been condemned was remorseful and brought back the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priest and elders saying I have sinned by betraying innocent blood and they said what is it that what is that to us you see to it then he threw down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed 
and went and hanged himself. But the chief priest took the silver pieces and said it is not lawful to put them into the treasury. Now, I have a theory that most likely this, the, the, the silver that they gave him came from the treasury because they were about to put them back into the treasury. <laughs> you see that? It says because they are the price of blood. So, you see, they knew that this is blood money. They knew what they are doing, right? They, these are people that went out of their way to falsely accuse him. First of all, they had to use, you know, Judas sought to betray him. So they took that opportunity. Then they set up people to, to talk against him, to blaspheme him. You know, they arranged so much. Even to the place of, um, after Jesus was sent to Pilate, and Pilate now released, you can look at verse 27 verse 15. Now, the feast of governor was accustomed to releasing to the multitude one prisoner whom they wished. And at that time, they had a notorious prisoner called Barnabas. You see that? Therefore, when they had gathered together, Pilate said to them, Who do you want to release to you, Barabbas or Jesus, who is called the Christ? Right? So now, this is a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. Unless he was the only prisoner, which I doubt. But Pilate comes and I, I believe that Pilate does something that, you know, because... Bible says that, you know, he looks, if you if you look at um, verse 11, just to before the governor, and the governor asked him, are you the king of Jesus? And Jesus said to him, is it, is it as you say? And while he was being accused by the chiefs and elders, he answered nothing. Then Pilate said, do you not hear how many things they are testifying against you? But he answered him not a word, right? So, now, there are just too many things that indicated that Jesus was innocent. If you look at verse 18, it says, For he knew that they had handed him over because of envy. So Pilate knew that this guy is innocent, right? Even his wife, if you look at verse 19, while he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent to him saying, Have nothing to do with that just man, for I have suffered many things today in a dream because of him. So, you know, the funny thing, you will see that there are many indications of things that where God was seeking, that people whose hearts were truly open, you know, it's not like there was anyone like in molded, like, how do I put it? set on a course, you know, by God that you must do this. Not Judas, not anybody. Even Pilate who eventually handed him over. I mean, it was all in the plan, but you will see that even Pilate did not have to. His wife warned him. <laughs> His wife warned him. You get. But in the end, look at it, verse 20. But the chief priests and elders, because this is a notorious criminal. Barabbas is a notorious criminal. Notorious. Why would you want to release Barabbas to the people? Why would you? He's a notorious criminal. You won't want to release Barabbas. He says, but the chief priests and elders, these same people, these same Pharisees and all that, they persuaded the people, you see that, are multitudes, that they should ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. Are you seeing that? So they said Barabbas. So, so look at this, 21. The governor answered and said to them, which of the two do you want me to release to you? They said Barabbas or Barabbas. Verse 22, Pilate says to them, what then shall I do with Jesus who is called Christ? They said, crucify him. Verse 23, then the governor said, why? What evil has he done? But they cried all the more saying, let him be crucified. Are you seeing that? So, you can see clearly, these Pharisees, they went all out. They went all out. They totally ignored all the signs. These are the doctors of the Lord, the people who should know better. If they had known, you know, of course, they wouldn't have crucified him. That was the plan. But, if, you know, the signs were there, the signs, all the signs of the Messiah were there. There are signs, you, go, you know, even the way he died, funny enough, look at this. Even the way he died was very indicative of the fact that he was the Messiah. The way he died, there are too many scriptures, the way he rose, everything. Too many scriptures. And then the icing on the cake is, because I was studying and I saw, look, that, you know, the, the, the Bible tells us that 
Jesus was buried in the tomb, right? In Joseph's tomb. And then the Pharisees now went and they said, look at this. They said, set a guard. They went to Pilate and said, put a guard at that tomb so that the disciples will not come and steal his body. Okay, fine. Let's just say that they were not afraid of the fact that maybe it's true that the guy will rise from the dead. They put a guard there at the tomb. What now happens next is this, that an angel, look at 28, Matthew 28, verse um, 2, it says... And behold, there was a great earthquake for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and he sat on it. Oh, I love this. This gentleman guy, he sat on it. His countenance was like lightning and his clothing was white as snow. And the guard shook for fear of him and became like dead men. The guards saw the guy. They saw the angel. This guy saw the angel. Now, that's not even where I'm going. Look at what happens next. It says, um, verse 11. Now, while they were going, behold, some of the guards came into the city and reported to the chief priests all the things that happened. They, this same chief priest, they had gone to them and told them, look, we were there. An angel came. We, they, they probably described him. This is what he looked like. He looked like lightning. He looked like he was white with lightning and everything. And he rolled the stone away and sat on it. And we fell and fainted. Imagine saying this to the Pharisees. Saying this, what more indication or proof do you need that this is the Messiah? It was very clear to them that he had risen from the dead. What this man has said happened. But again, you will see that their love of public accolades, their love of status, of position, of, you know, of fandom, their love for it, what they do, rather than acknowledge it and repent of their sin, what they do, rather they gave a large sum of money to the soldier saying, tell them his disciples came at night and stole away the body while we slept i seen that so they twisted the information <laughs> this just tells you the extent to which people can go who when you want to be seen of men when you are religious and you want to be seen of men where the praise of men is more important to you than the praise of god you know men's rewards are more important to you than the rewards of god and so it's just a lesson for us envy 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 is caused by you know, first of all, um, you know, when you are when you are giving, you see them, they love public accolades. They love public public show. They love praises of men. They like, they get their value from things. When you get your value from things and then you don't have a certain thing and someone else has that thing that you want, you get, what happens? You become envious. You become envious. You become resentful. It can lead you to do so many things. So it's just a lesson, right? It's just a lesson. It's just a study looking at these events and it should help us to adjust. Amen? So that's it for today, guys. I believe you were blessed. I believe you will share this with somebody and bless them also, all right? God bless you guys. Have a wonderful day and bye-bye. If this blessed you or you want to say hi or you have a question, you can head over to my Instagram that's pst.sen, pst.essien. See you there.